listening to Life of Revival Radio with Pastor Zachary Weber. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for this time and your anointing and in your presence. Lord, thank you for your glory. Thank you for your anointing. I pray that as your word goes forth, that you would speak to each person in a very special way. Anoint each ear to hear. Let each heart be receptive to receive what the Spirit of God has for them today. And we thank you for it. I pray that you'd speak through me unto your people. Lord, as I speak... Holy Spirit, come and move and touch, revive, heal, deliver, set free today. Thank you for the angels of God that are among us today, doing the will of the Father, bringing forth healing, provision, rest, refreshing people. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. Holy Spirit, we love you. Come do whatever you want to do. Thank you for your holy word. Let it be a seed planted in the hearts of your people that will produce fruit up to a hundredfold, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. John 10 in verse 1. Jesus speaking, he says, he says, I tell you the truth. I'm so glad that Jesus said that we'll know the truth and the truth will what? No, it's not what it says. Many of you said it will set us free. It doesn't say it'll set us free. It says the truth will make you free. <laughs> so it says that's the same thing. No, there's a little bit different. It, it make is a little bit more of an umph. Yeah. I had an older brother who could make me do things. <laughs> who had o- older siblings. Amen. It, who had parents that could make you. Amen. It says the truth will make you free. But Jesus said you will know the truth. I'm so glad we have access to truth. Which supersedes any fact. Are you with me? Statistically, a hundred years from now... Every fact that science has proven, statistically, a hundred years from now, every scientific fact, or at least 90% of them, will be replaced with new facts. Scientifically, everything we know about health, and statistically, everything we know about health in a hundred years, if Jesus tarries, will be replaced with new things. So science changes. A lot of it's just catching up with the Bible. And I like science. I believe in science. Amen to a certain point. However, all of that subject to change, they can call it a fact all they want. Who remembers? It's a fact. Eggs are bad for you. It's a fact. Eggs are good for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Butter is terrible. Butter is great for you. It's like, who do you believe? But the truth of the word of God never changes. Amen. This, this book the best-selling book in the entire world. When they could first print books, the first book ever printed on paper was the Bible. Amen? This book has never changed over 2,000 years, and even before that, there are books in the Bibles that are thousands of years old. Do you know what the oldest book of the Bible is? Someone says Genesis. No. Amen. The oldest book of the Bible is Job. It's the oldest book in the Bible. Who knew that? Amen? Okay, a few of you. Amen. But uh, this word has stood the test of time. Hallelujah. I mean, it, we're, uh, oh, I could keep going and going about the word of God, but we, come on, let's get into this. <laughs> Hallelujah. He says, I tell you the truth. Let me just follow the anointing, okay? I'm going to stop wrestling with this and just follow the anointing. He says, I tell you the truth. How many of you guys know everything God tells you is truth? Amen. And if God has told you something, you can take it to the bank. Yeah. The devil can lie to you. 
The devil can manipulate your circumstances. He can get other people to uh, manifest against you. Who's ever had your cat manifest against you? <laughs> Hallelujah. Or your ferret. Amen. No, the ferrets are blessed. Hallelujah. But uh, the devil can, can come and lie to you, but it's God's word that, that is true. Amen. And so you can take that to the bank. And as for this church, we believe what? The report of the Lord. Hallelujah. So there's freedom in following what God told you to do. There's freedom in following what God said. There is truth, and it will make you free. There is truth. And whatever God tells you, whatever God has spoken to you, you can take it to the bank. Can you say amen? And, and that is the fight of faith. Someone says, fight the good fight of faith. You know what the fight of, the, of faith is? Is because sometimes it seems like all hell's coming against you. Sometimes it seems like... There's every lie, there's every fear standing in front of you. It seems like there's every reason that you're going to fail is right there in front of your face. But God said you're going to make it. And God said you're going to come through to the other side. And God said there's healing and health. And God said there's provision and there's prosperity. And God said I'll turn whatever curse there is into a blessing. So the fight of faith is to keep your faith in what God said despite of anything that's coming against you. Can you say amen? amen? And I got news for you. The good fight of faith is the fight that you win. Hallelujah. That means you're going to win the battle. Hallelujah. You're going to win because it's already been won. Glory to God. And our job is just to walk in it. Consider not just like Abraham. God said, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. You're going to have a child. And then the Bible says that Abram, though he was an old man, he considered not his own body, even though it was as good as dead. He considered not. He considered not. Are you getting anything today? He considered not his own body. It was as good as dead. You don't have kids when you're in your 90s. Amen. And he considered not, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb, but he staggered not at the promises of God knowing that whatever God said, it will be brought to pass. Hallelujah. You cannot consider what's against you. You have to acknowledge, hallelujah. You, you have to plant yourself firm in what God's told you. Are you with me? And in fact, the Bible says, Abram, he did not waver with doubt and unbelief. God is raising up an unwavering church. Are you with me? He's raising up an unwavering church that are planted on what God said. Yes. It's hard to plant yourself on what God said when you're filling yourself with the lies of the media. Yes. It's hard to plant yourself on what God said when, you are, when you're around and allowing the lies of the enemy to creep in and meditating on those lies. You have to deal with those things, those, those lying thoughts that you're going to die that you're going to lack, that you're going to be sick the rest of your life. You've got to deal with those thoughts the moment they come like a thief and a robber that's come to steal what God said you can have. Are you with me? Yes. I mean, if someone came into your house at 2 o'clock in the morning and they, were, they came to steal from you, would you just say, oh, come on in, nice thief. I mean, would you like some coffee? I'll make you some coffee. Let's talk a little bit. What all did you want to steal from me again? Okay, you wanted the TV? Yeah, you can have that. You wanted the laptop? Sure, okay. Uh, oh, oh, you wanted my gun collection? Oh, yeah, you can have all that. Would you do that? 
Or would you administer your Second Amendment right to defend you and your property? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Someone says, I can't believe a pastor said that. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, who would treat a, a, a thief? You would get rid of him. Amen. I mean, it's a great opportunity to preach the gospel with the Second Amendment because you can just hold that gun up and say, do you know Jesus? Because you're about to meet him if you don't leave. But if a thief comes in, you, you go after the thief. You, you get it out of your house. Amen. Well, the devil comes, Jesus said to what? Kill, to steal, to destroy. The devil will come to steal from you. What God said you can have, the devil will come, and if he can, he will take it from you, and he will steal it from you. He is a hope thief. He is a liar, and you cannot allow him to do that. You have to be violent against that, that thief. For the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. You, you have to not allow the enemy that when he comes with those lies that you're going to die. That you're going you're to be sick the rest of your life. That you're going to have to, whatever, lack. That you have to come against that with the word of God and not sit and meditate on those thoughts. And those thoughts become two thoughts. And the two thoughts get married. They have babies and they have kids in your brain. And then you have a bunch of thoughts that you have to deal with. And then you have racing thoughts. And then it, it will can manifest where the enemy has access into your life to do all kinds of crazy stuff. Amen. You have to deal with those immediately and say, absolutely not, devil. You're a liar. You are under my feet in the Bible. This is what the Bible says, and this is what God spoke to me. By his stripes, I was healed. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not lack he who, he who the sun sets free is free indeed. Devil, you're not putting that, that uh, habitual sin back in my life. You're not putting that addiction back in my life. You're not putting that sickness back in my life. No, in the name of Jesus. And, and you got to do that. You got to do that. Are you with me? <laughs> Amen. Well, yeah, when you were a baby Christian, I was able to, but you're not babies no more. Amen. Hallelujah. We, I don't see anybody with pampers on today. <laughs> Amen. Some of you, you've been saved long enough to where you need to now mature and grow in the Lord to where you take a stand against the enemy in your own life. Are you with me? And you can do that. You can do that. And I believe that there are many of us right now that the Lord's actually, he's refining you. Amen. And maybe he's allowing you to go through certain situations and things because there is hope and victory on the other side. And you're going to know how to deal with this in the name of Jesus. Are you with me? You're going to know how to deal with this in the truth of the word of God. And you're going to come through stronger on the other end. Can you say amen? amen. So there is truth. And we have to grab a hold of that and stand on it. Amen. amen. And know that what God said will come to pass. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. It will come to pass. I tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over the wall of the sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. The sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. Huh. What a wonderful God. He knows you by name. Amen. He calls you. He leads you. Do you come to him when he calls? Do you discern your hour of visitation? Are, are you aware? Do you discern when God is dealing with you and when he is calling you? Don't miss it. You should always be in that listening place for the Lord, that when he speaks it 
and when he calls you, that you respond to that. I can give you a, a very basic example. Who's ever been in a service and they have an altar call and you know God is drawing you to that altar, but then there's something in you that tries to resist that and you don't respond to the call. Well, the Lord will do that on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday. He will call to you and you need to listen to him and respond to him when he begins to speak to you and call you. Are you with me? And when the Lord speaks to you and tells you to do something, many times you, you might look in the natural and say, I, what do you mean you want me to do that? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Who's ever had the Lord tell you to do something and you say, Lord, uh, uh, um, I have a real problem with this. <laughs> Amen. But the Lord wants you to trust in him. Because if you could do it in your own ability, you would and you'd get the glory. But it's going to be brought to pass with his ability through you. And you can only give him the glory. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? I mean, anybody can see a man of God and cheer them on and what God's calling them to do. But you don't understand that there are men of God. They're cheering you on because they want to see you do what God's called you to do as well. Are you with me? So he leads them out. After he's gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them. Did you know that Jesus, he is walking ahead of you? What does that mean? He is making the, the way safe for you. Only, listen to me now, only if you're walking in his path. You can't just say, well, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Ministries International. You know, that's the name of a ministry. <laughs> do my own thing. Ministries International. You can, you can go and put that in a ministry because there's a lot of people who follow that ministry where they think they can do whatever they want to do. It's my life. Actually, it's not. You were bought with a price. The day you got saved, you turned yourself over. You turned yourself in. You surrendered. That's why we put both of our hands up when we raise our hands to the Lord. That's a, that's a sign. When someone pulls a gun, what's the first thing? If, if a cop comes in, they put their hands up and surrender. They go, I surrender. Amen. So that's why we put our hands up. Hallelujah. So Jesus goes ahead of you, and in the path he is leading you, listen to me now, in the path he's leading you, because he has an individual path for every one of you, the path he's leading you in, he goes ahead of you, and he makes it safe. Now, if you just decide that the, the shepherd's ahead of me, and he's leading me, he's ahead, he's clearing out the wolves, he's clearing out the brush, he's making the path. If you just decide, I'm going to take a side journey, <laughs> How many of you guys know that's not a good idea? <laughs> because you take the side journey. So I said, well, it looks safe. I think I'll be okay. Maybe, but maybe not. Maybe there's a wolf over there. Maybe you might go on that side journey. And, there, you know, I used to live in the country, so there was all these briars and the, the, the thorns, you know. So I would go up in, in some of these paths in my, around my property and, that I lived on, and, and I would think it would be safe. And I'd get about 50% in, and suddenly something catches my shirt, something catches my collar. You know, who's ever been in that? And then I, I, it's like miserable. And you, tr you get out from under that, and you have cuts, cuts all over you, and you're itchy, and, you know, you, you got beat up by the elements. And you leave all cut up. And a lot of people, they start out following the shepherd. They take a side journey. And by the time they kind of hook back up to where the Lord's leading them, they're good. They're being led by the Lord now, but they might have a few cuts on them, some scrapes, and maybe a bite mark or two because a wolf came and gnawed on them a little bit. I don't want to take my own path. 
I want his path for my life. Because that, listen, that is the path of safety and protection. You might have wolves snarling at you from the sidelines. And they're breathing out threatenings against you. And it might look like, uh, whoa, there's like a cliff there. I got to kind of go around this cliff. It might look scary, but there is a shepherd ahead of you. And he's going to make sure that you're going to see, you're going to go all the way to the end. So he leads them out. He gathers his own flock. He walks ahead of them and they follow him. Why? Because they know his voice. So he is calling you. He, he, he is calling you forth and you must listen to where he's leading you and you have to discern where he's leading you. Because that there will be multiple voices speaking to you at any one moment. I'm not talking about voices in your head. I mean, who's ever met some people like they have... You don't know which personality you're going to get when you could be talking to one of like five different people. Who's ever met someone like that? Amen. Like, but there can be multiple voices speaking to you at any one time. You have the, the voice of the spirit of God. That's the one we want to listen to. Amen. And the Lord will speak to your heart. He, not, he does not speak to your head. So it says, I have these thoughts. Is that God speaking to you? Well, actually, the Lord will speak to your heart. That's why sometimes the path that's right, you'll normally go that path, and the whole time you're going the path of righteousness, and that's right, your head screams at you the whole time. Don't do that. Who's ever had a battle between what your heart is telling you to do and what your head is screaming at you? Oh, yeah, that's how it is. Until you renew your mind with the word of God and you, you get your mind straightened out. However, normally that path that the Lord leads you on, your head will scream at you the whole time. You're making a mistake. You're going to fail. You're going to die. You're going to get arrested. Maybe. So there's the voices that come to speak. God's voice. He speaks to your heart. He speaks to that inward man. You have a knowing in your knower. This is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to do. Hallelujah. And you can get better at hearing that voice if you have a time in the word of God and if you have time of prayer, then that voice becomes clearer and clearer and clearer to you. You eat of him, but then there's the voice of what people are saying. That's not direction. That's not, you know, that's not direction from the Lord. Some, you know, some person comes up to you and says, you need to go this way or that way or, you know, the other way. You can get advice from people. And people give me advice all the time. I mean, I eat the hay, spit out the sticks. But you cannot be led by what people are saying. Or certainly not what the, the economy is saying. We can see how much that can flip around. You know, there's one man I know of that he's made like hundreds of thousands of dollars in stocks and bonds and everything. Did you know before January he was praying and the Lord said, pull out all of your investments and it made no sense to him. It was actually around the time when the economy was doing the best before the COVID-19 hit. It was back last year. The Lord said, pull out all your investments. He said it made no sense to him, but he knew God told him to do it. And so he did. And it was two weeks later, the economy went down into the tanks because of the whole, you know. So, so in your head, you can say, I'm not pulling out. This is, everything's going good. My stocks are going up. But the Lord will come and speak to you. And you have to listen to that voice. Because he said, you don't realize how much money I, I would have lost a lot of my wealth if I wouldn't have listened to the Lord. So you have the voice of what people are saying. You have the enemy coming to your thought life, and he'll tell you something. You have the media. But I don't know about you. I want to discern more than ever the voice of God and listen to him. He said, they won't follow a stranger. 
They will run from him because they do not know his voice. And it says those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant, so he explained it to them. He said, I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who's come before me are thieves and robbers. But the true sheep do not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in and through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and find good pasture. The thief's purpose is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So he's talking about the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But my purpose is to give them a rich and a satisfying life. So as, as believers, we should have a rich and a satisfying life. Can you say amen? When we're following the voice of God, he is leading us into a rich and a satisfying life. Who's ever maybe had a time where you followed the devil and it might have been pleasurable for a season, but then the end part of that stunk. (laughs) It was not okay. Who's ever been there? Amen. Who, Who tried to go on your own path once or twice or three times, maybe 10 times or a few dozen? And it never worked out. But God's calling people who will surrender to him today. And say, you know what, God, I'm I'm sick of doing it the devil's way, the world's way, and my way. Starting today, I covenant with you that for the rest of my life, I will follow your voice. I'll follow what your word tells me to do. I'll follow what heaven tells me to do. I follow you today, Jesus. And he'll lead you into a rich and a satisfying life. He said, I am the good shepherd. Hallelujah. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees the wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him. And he isn't their shepherd. So, and so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for money. And he doesn't really care about the sheep. So, you know, God raises up little shepherds as pastors. Pastor's job are just to lead. As I heard someone say the other day, it was such a good definition of a pastor. A pastor's job is to lead the sheep where they can eat spiritual food and then he just sits and he watches for wolves and if he sees a wolf he attacks the wolf but it's not his job to make any sheep eat a pastor leads the sheep to food and water and they have to eat and drink the shepherd sits and he just watches and he protects Amen. But how many of you guys know that God is also our shepherd and he does the same thing? He leads us to where we need to be. You can see what happened even with what happened this year with the churches shutting down. We saw a lot of hired hands that we can see where some people, maybe their motivation was money and not to actually feed the sheep. The hired hand runs away because he only works for money. He doesn't really care about the sheep. He said, but I'm the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not of this sheepfold and I must bring them in also. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. Hallelujah. The Father loves me because I sacrificed my life so that I may take it up back up again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily, for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to, and I also can take it up again. For this 
is what my Father has commanded. Now I want you to go in your Bible to the book of Psalm. Psalm 23. I'm going to read it from the Amplified Classic. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. The Amplified says, The Lord is my shepherd to feed me, to guide me, and to shield me. Now, when we quote this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack, a lot of times we just, we just put that over in like finances. You know, I'm not going to lack food. I'm not going to lack finances. I'm going to have everything that I need. But look, in the Amplified, it says, the Lord is my shepherd to feed me. What do shepherds do? They feed the sheep to, to guide me, to shield me. I shall not lack. What is, what is David? Now, look at this. Psalm 23 was wrote. How many of you guys know it was wrote by King David? Who knows that? Amen. Who used to be a shepherd. He was not a shepherd because a lot of people, uh, uh, they, they read Psalm 23 and they say, oh, you know, David used to be a shepherd. He was probably just sitting with the sheep with his guitar and he wrote this psalm. That's actually, now he did write the psalm, but David didn't write Psalm 23 when he was a shepherd. He wrote, listen to me, David wrote this psalm when he was a king, and most theologians will say he wrote Psalm 23 in the darkest time of his life. His own son, Absalom, just rose up and, and tried to overthrow his kingdom, his own son, and actually succeeded for a little bit. Can you imagine the betrayal of your own kid taking your kingdom? And so this was in the darkest time of David's life, and he wrote Psalm 23. And when you read these words, man, I feel the anointing. But when you read what David wrote, it shows you what we have available to us in the darkest times of our life. We would love for you to join us at the River Church this morning at 10 a.m. For additional information about our church, you can go on our website at www.therivercoshocton.com. You can also follow us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash The River Coshocton. Hey, this is Pastor Zachary Weber. Thank you so much for listening to the broadcast this morning. I pray it blessed you in some way. Just before we go off the air, I have a very important question to ask you. If you were to die this very second, do you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven? You know, the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the Bible says that the wages of those sins is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you're a whosoever. So I want to pray this quick prayer over you. Father, bless every person listening with a long and a healthy life. Jesus, make yourself real to them and do a work in their heart. And if they have not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I pray that they would do so right now. Friend, as you're listening, if you want to make a decision for Jesus Christ today and receive the gift that God has for you, the free gift of salvation, I want you to pray this quick prayer with me, with your heart and your lips out loud. Just say this with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. 
wash me and cleanse me and set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe you've risen from the dead and you're coming back again for me. I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. Come into my heart right now. Now just declare this, say, I am saved. I'm forgiven and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. Now, Father, I pray over every single person who prayed that prayer. Seal them now by your blood and by your spirit that on that day, let not one person be missing. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer this morning, I want you to get a hold of us and let us know. You can go to theriverkashocton.com under the contact section. You can let us know that you prayed that prayer. It's so important that you tell people that you made a decision for Jesus today. It's also important to get involved in a local church. You can join us this morning at the River Church. Our service begins at 10 a.m. We're located at 51 Pine Street, right here in Coshocton, Ohio. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week, 8.30 a.m., right here on Life of Revival. God bless you.